Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Achtung, Millwall. Good morning, dear listeners. Welcome to part two of Achtung, Millwall, number 586. I've just completed editing the first part of uh, this finale edition for the 22. 23 season um that was 55 minutes long so i thought i've got an extensive amount of voicemail from um all of the guys that send in their their thoughts in the aftermath of of every game but in particular of course that hugely disappointing loss yesterday um at home to blackburn so i thought i'd do this as a separate part two edition so we've got quite a bit of stuff to um to include here so that would have made the original edition over an hour and a half long which i think is too much to handle in one go um too much misery <laughs> to handle in one go dear listeners but i just want to say thank you to everyone that's contributed um for the voicemails here so i'm going to take you immediately now to uh the voicemails in the aftermath of yesterday's home loss millwall three blackburn rovers four and the end of the Premier League dream. So, um, over we go. Hello. Morning, Nick. Jim Hackett here. Um, thought I'd give it a little bit before I put uh, any comments in after the Millwall gold of yesterday. I suppose if you followed them for so long, um, you could read that all over the place. Blackburn hadn't won for eight or nine games. Their talented man hadn't scored a goal for God knows how long. Their top scorer was injured. And as always, we flattered and then we uh, sort of caved in. But it's probably not a day to to do too much moaning apart from uh, feel sorry for ourselves, I think. First half, even at 3-1, I think you could just see that we were even then we were just a little bit twitchy. Having got the three one and got to half time, I think everybody thought then, you know, the the not that we were safe, but we had enough in us to to keep them out. Um I think the goals that we scored they 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 were good goals. Um I mean they, they were caused the first well the sorry, the second two were 
mainly from mistakes from Blackburn, but you know how nice that we capitalised on them. And uh, it was slightly ironic that it was what Moore and Burke, you know, our two January signings that, that got the goals. And, and to be fair, them two played very well first half. And you know you couldn't see Blackburn doing what they did to us in the second. Um, I think what it did reflect, or looking back on on the second half yesterday, Blackburn played or they came out as if they had the shackles taken off them. I think when we play against teams that have that freedom and have nothing to lose, I think that's where probably we're at our worst because we don't seem to have players that can can deal with opposition players that maybe do things that they wouldn't normally do. A lot of them don't track back. A lot of them sort of find little pockets on the pitch where they don't work hard defensively, but when they get the ball, they play with a freedom. And I think all of a sudden, they play positively. I think some of our players at half time thought the job was done and and just stood off the pace. And because we gave them that second goal very early in the second half, I think that really sort of lifted Blackburn and and we were done. I think um, looking at us in the second half, it really was a cave in. Difficult to put your finger on why, but again, you know, they're professional players. You got professional management and staff. There really wasn't a reason why it should have gone so badly. Um, unfortunately, I think uh, George Long's race might be run at Millwall, and for all the good things that he's brought to to the team throughout the season, I think it must be the fourth, fifth goal that that they've scored. The opposition have scored from distance that has that same look every time where he's. He's diving, he's either diving late or he's diving not quite far enough and and they're, they're, they're not even going in the corner, some of them. So that, that one yesterday didn't go in the corner. It was it was just a, well, a, a poor attempt at saving the goal. And then the second goal, again, he's, he's if you look at it, he's done it, he's, he's got to the ball from the free kick with two hands and he's just sort of patted it out straight to, to one of their players and... Better goalkeepers would have just shoved that to the side or shoved it round and, and out for a corner. And uh, it can't do the defence any good having that sort of worry behind them all the time. But at the same time, you know, we can't... Well, we can, obviously, because Gary Rowett keeps playing him, but we can't keep giving those sort of goals away all the time. And unfortunately, I think they've even you know the, the most sort of supportive fan, I think, which I've been most of the season for, for George Long, can see there's a there's a there's got to be an end to that you know where where he gets another goalkeeper from or whether he brings Bart back and and Bart's up to the task I don't know but you know that's a that's probably a conversation for another time I thought Burke looked fantastic first half but second half the goal the the two goals that sort of the goal that got him back into it and then the, the equaliser both came from him not tracking back if you look back you can. You can just see his energy levels suddenly. It's like he, he was empty, and then after that, we we just struggled down that right hand side. Danny Mac had too much to do to try and compete. He he struggled with Burrowton anyway, but at the time, you know, when Burke sort of went missing, that was the end of that, and and obviously that led to a lot of what went wrong for the second half. I think. Um, a lot of questions now being asked, saying, you know, is Gary Rout going to walk? I'd be surprised if he walks because I think he's he's as culpable as everybody else, you know, with the, the way the season's gone. It's 
our last 10 games to have, have only won two of them when we look so comfortable to get in the playoffs. I think is um, it's a testament to Gary Rower and, and and what he's done for the, the team and the club. But at the same time, he's got to take responsibility for us not getting over the line. And, and I would hate the thought that of him walking because of the, the way the season's ended up. I think he's he's got enough in him to look at and reflect on what on what's gone right and what's gone wrong. Um, I think he needs a number two. I think Callum Davison probably is the ideal one for him because he's he's comfortable with him. But at the same time, looking at our bench yesterday, they're all very similar. They're all very yes men, and I think he probably needs somebody who can uh, test him a little bit. Oh well, so. I say on we go, but that's the end of the season for us, Nick. So obviously, I'd love um, the old acting, and let's hope that that within a, a few days or a, a couple of weeks, we can all start getting a bit more positive and start looking ahead to next season. I think next season, if he can build a team around Shackleton, Styles, Billy Mitch, um, Fleming, Bradshaw, you know, there's, there's enough good players here, Cooper. There's enough good players for us to have another good goal in next year. It's never been easy for us, is it? And we can always uh, learn how to mess it up, and uh, we certainly did that yesterday. But oh well, on we go. Come on, you Lions. Hello, Nick. So, Lion J1, 1971. Jim, just got back, mate. Speechless, really. Most Millwall thing of anything, wasn't it? To go 3-1 up and lose that game. I think it shows what a lot of us have been saying for a while, that Gary Rowett has done a great job at Millwall. There's no two ways about it, but he just hasn't got what it's going to need to take that next step. His in-game management is so poor. Today, you could see in the first half, we were the second best team. We weren't the best team in the first half. Yeah, we went in 3-1 up, but they were better than us. And when he got them in at half-time, he needed to do one or two things. He needed to give them a kick up the arse and say they've got to get on them quicker. Or he's got to close up shop. And he didn't really do neither. Anyway, we've had some great highlights this season. A lot of low lights. I don't think we've not made the playoffs because of today. You think back at those games against Birmingham and Hull, Wigan, when the team just, they weren't set up right. And I think that that's where we've lost it. It's not on today. So we need a, a big shakeout in the summer because we've got a lot of players that are coming to the end of their best times. People like Hutch, Malone, and we've got players on loan that we've not brought yet who aren't even ours so there's a big shake up in the summer let's see if it's with Rarit or not anyway talk to you soon Nick all the best mate, cheers Hello Nick, Bill Slack Millwall Throat um, I thought I'd record this Tuesday morning because I couldn't, I couldn't face it last night and I feel even worse this morning um well, that is one of the famous capitulations of, of any football team anywhere, and it and it happens to be Millwall live on Sky. Um, a little bit embarrassed, if I'm honest. Um, when we talk about capitulations, it's not 
it isn't the, the, the capitulation of yesterday. That's the reason we're not in the playoffs. And we should have been six or nine points in. It's the last 11 or 12 games, um, which is nearly a quarter of the season. You know, Rowett's had a quarter of the season to sort that out and pick up a, a result here and there, and he hasn't managed to do it. I think he's four seasons in, and um, this is his squad with his players. Um, and we've just seen disaster after disaster after disaster. Um, and maybe we'll look back on this season and think, fuck, we had a, a, a decent run, because if, if we'd been mid-table, we could well have been looking over our shoulder. Um, and for a team that's looking to push for the playoffs, it ain't good enough. Um, I think one thing I have established leaving these voicemails here and there is that I'm in no way um, a football expert. Categorically proved that. But I tweeted before the game that um, I would never have bought Danny Mackin um, and I would never have played George Long. Um, that's not incisive um, football knowledge there. Um, or punditry that 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 is just as clear as the nose on my face that Danny's struggling with confidence. Um, he he he's plateaued a little bit. You know he he was fantastic last year. Um, he hasn't improved. Um, and if anything, gone backwards. Now, whether that's got something to do with the club or Dan's ability, I'm not sure. Um, but I'm not slagging him off because he is one of our own, and I I want to see Millwall supporting players on that pitch. Um, but we had Shackleton on the bench. And he's dropped him for, for, for Dan. And it's one of the worst first halves I've, I've seen out of him or out of anyone this season. And George Long. Mm. And I think this is the worry with... I think this is the worry for me with Rowett. Um, it, it, it has been as clear as could possibly be that that bloke is a second-rate keeper and we've got a better keeper on the bench. And... Um, I was quite forthright in one of these voicemails the other week about, you know, I hear Millwall supporters saying they want, you know, they want modern the modern ways. You know, play a goalkeeper's got to be able to use his feet and distribute it, and and all this absolute bollocks. What a keeper has to do is palm a ball away or catch a fucking ball with a free kick that ain't going too fast and. You know, maybe if we hadn't have conceded in the first half, no, I think we'd have got beat anyway. Really, we should have got beat six free rather than four free. Um and that's my worry going forward with Rowett. He he he's making very, very strange selections for me. I thought he'd hit the nail on the head with a with a formation at Blackpool last week. Um and maybe think he he thought he didn't have the personnel to do it, I don't know. I just I just know that that, you know, the string factor um, was quite high yesterday. Um, there was there was one or two in our block who who, who eventually moved, but you know ninety nine percent of the Millwall supporters at that place deserved better than that, and uh, we just had no answer. Um, I actually gave up at three two. I I just said to me dad, it, it it's inevitable that they're going to score again. Um, I didn't think they'd beat us at that point, but I knew that it had gone, and it. it it's absolutely devastating, and I'm going to ignore the fact that football exists now, probably for about six or eight weeks, and we all know how it works, don't we? None of us ever want to go down there again. We all wonder why we do it, and then about mid-July, we all start thinking. Sun comes out, and we all start thinking, "Oh, maybe this is our year." Um, it's a mental illness. There's something wrong with us, 
But as it stands at the minute, I never want to watch football again. I don't want to go down there. I, I don't want to watch Rowett's team. Um, I, I, I could... <sighs> Tough old day yesterday, mate. Um, someone said online, I mean, I, my thoughts on the Premier League and Millwall in the Premier League's probably for another day, but... Um, my 15-year-old was absolutely devastated. He's absolutely desperate to get up there um, and play them teams and be in the Premier League and go into school and, you know, say, look at little old Millwall in the Premier League. I don't think about that stuff. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit blasé about the Premier League, but my boy was absolutely gutted yesterday and I think that's why I'm so gutted today. How they fuck that up? How they fuck that up? I just don't know. I just, well, well, we do now, don't we? Um, have a good one. Um, tradition to say, come on, you lions, but I know what I want to say. You fuck. See you later. See you soon. ta -da. Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. Uh, ben Anthony here. Just uh, mulling over the defeat to Blackburn from earlier on. Um, what a, a difficult day that was uh, I don't think I've ever felt as low as uh, I did walking out the den today um, as I've done you know walking out the den in, in the past I, I think that's the lowest I've ever felt and uh, it, you know it felt similar to losses at Wembley and things like that um, I went in thinking you know, we we got to give it a go and see what happens. And uh, last day madness, you never know, we we might get a result. But to go 3-1 up and then uh, second half, you know, not have enough to, to hold on to to that um, is, is utterly heartbreaking. Uh, I think we were fairly fortunate to be three one up. If I'm honest, I think um, we we didn't look at our best. Um, we did look a bit tired. I think that's probably part of the problem. Um, and yeah, uh, it was it was a a, a difficult game. Um, the atmosphere was great, particularly in that first half, and. Um, yeah, we put ourselves in such a fantastic, fantastic position. I have to give credit to Watmore and Burke, who I've criticised. I think they they were outstanding um, in that first half. Um, I just wonder what was said in the in the second half. Um, you know what was what was said at half time, because they came out a different team. They 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 looked like they they were lost. Couldn't string a pass together suddenly. Couldn't keep the ball. Couldn't um, f put any kind of an attack together, and a bit leaky in defence. Um, the defence has been a bit of a surprise all season, really. I think we've become so reliant on having a solid defence and getting regular clean sheets, and I think we've had periods where we've been quite leaky at the back and. Um, I think it's something that needs thinking about in the transfer market very carefully. Um, obviously, we know we've we've known about a striker for a long time, and you know people will all look at January and say that was um, a big problem. 
and that's probably a fair criticism. We didn't sign well enough in January. Um, we let two strikers go in the January window without a ready-made replacement coming in. And I think that that's cost us a little bit. Um, yeah, and I, I, I just sort of think, we, we, you know, we have to go again. We have to have a plan for next season. I think next season's championship is going to be much tougher than this one has been. So, you know, it's it's going to be a, a an even bigger task and even more difficult task to to pull off a top six finish next year. So, you know, we, we, we do go again. I think we've got a, a pretty strong base to the squad and it just needs a bit of building on. We'll have to see if offers come in for players like Fleming. Um, although on the basis of today's performance, I don't think they will do. Um, yeah, we we just have to, you know, refresh and, and go again. But yeah, that was absolutely gutting, heartbreaking today. Um, you know, it, it feels like we've thrown it away, which you know ultimately is what's happened. But I don't think today was the story of the season. I think that we haven't made it because we haven't been good enough this season, particularly in recent weeks. And you look at Wigan and you look at Birmingham and you look at Hull, um, you just sort of think even two draws out of those would have been enough. Um, so, yeah, it's a story, it's a season, not just one game, but hard to take. Anyway, have a good summer, everyone, and uh, yeah, speak soon. Hello, Nick, it's Angelo here, mate. Uh, right, just got home from uh, from the game. Um, devastated, mate, obviously devastated that we didn't make it. Um, but, you know, let, let, let's, let's all be honest, mate, yeah. Uh, I know we're called the Lions, but really we should be the Cats, mate, because we had nine lives and, and we fucking threw them all away, mate. You know, the last two months, mate, these te- we didn't lose it today. It was the, te- the teams that we dropped points against, your Wiggins, your Hulls, your Birminghams. It's just a disgrace, mate, that the last two months, uh, we've just fucking thrown it away. And, and like a cat, we used up all our lives and, and, and we ran out of lives on the last day, mate. Um, today... I've got to say, mate, the first 20 minutes, that is the loudest the den has been for a number of years. The crowd were sensational, mate. We 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 made it a cauldron in there. And that's why we started so well, mate. Um, it, the, when, when did this allow goal? I, I've not seen it back, mate, but I've heard it's questionable. Uh, you know, that did knock the stuffing out of the crowd a little bit. It was like we could have done without that because we were bombarding them. Uh, but listen... Um, three one up at half time, mate. We have got to fucking see that through, mate. And this is where I've got question marks on Rowett. His tactical nous is very questionable. His in-game tactical changes. I'm always questioning stuff like that. But mate, I want to say two things. Right, there's two. Gary Rowett has done a good job. Don't get me wrong. He's done a good job, but. This has been a shit league, mate. The top four teams, yeah, were the, were the best four, yeah, by country mile, yeah. And and this is the best chance ever we could have got into the playoffs because the rest were all bang average, mate, uh, including us, you know. 
Um, you know, one of your guys said it on a, on a previous podcast, yeah, they'll have to call the fraud squad in if we got into the Premiership with this team. And it's true, mate. It would have been an absolute fluke for us to get in the Premiership with this team, mate, because we, we we do lack quality, yeah. Uh, but there's two mistakes, yeah, that I believe that Gary Rowe has made. Two huge mistakes, yeah. Number one is obviously we didn't get more strikers in the January window, yeah. We, we've literally had to get Bradshaw to run his socks uh, Runnies, you know, how the guys kept, kept going and not got injured is beyond me. And then the other mistake, mate, right, is bringing Long in for Bart, mate. I believe three of those goals today, Bart saves, mate. The two curlers, the one in the first half and the Berrett and Diaz one, uh, who, who basically demolished Danny Mac, by the way. My God, that's so, so one-sided battle that was. Um, them two curlers, yeah, they're in the middle of the goal, mate. Yeah, they're in the middle of the fucking goal. How is George Long not saving them two them two shots, mate? The free kick parries it out in, in, into their players again. And the thing is, the thing is, right, George Long has not made horrendous errors, right? But he is letting a lot of goals that Bart simply saves, mate. And I genuinely believe if Bart had stayed in the team, we would have got in the playoffs, mate. Because so many of these goals that went past George Long, Bart would have saved, mate. And today, uh, mate, I was at the game and, and, you know, I'm pretty sure that them two curlers are fucking in the middle of the goal, mate. Yeah? And goalkeepers should say that. George Long is a, a below average goalkeeper. And I can't have him next season, mate. I can't have him. Um, but they're, my, they're, they're the big two mistakes that really pissed me off, yeah? Not getting a striker. And, and I believe that the switch of Bart... To, yeah, we know Bart shit with his feet, but Bart fucking saves saves the ball from going in the back of the net, which fucking George Long don't do. And, and in my opinion, mate, George Long has cost us that game today. We had our last life, yeah, to get in the playoffs today, and George Long has fucked it up for us, mate. It's as simple as that. So anyway, it's done. Yeah, we weren't good enough to go up. Um, it's frustrating that we did throw it away the last two months because it was all in our hands, and, and I'm, I'm desperately disappointed. But Obviously, changes have to be made, but that's for that's for another time, mate. You know, we need to get rid of some people. We need to bring some in. Apparently, Ty, Tyler Bury's been abusing the fans. If that's the case, we can't have him at our club. He's going to have to go because this ain't the first time. He's going to have to go. You know, can't can't have him swearing at the fans and sticking his tongue out and doing wanker signs and shit like that. I've heard about. But anyway, I'm, I'm rambling on because I'm because I'm frustrated and angry. But uh, but yeah. Uh, the dream is over. Uh, on to the next season, and uh, come on, you Lions. Hi, Nick. Mark Willoughby. Um, haven't never called in before, but I suppose yesterday's event, um, whether positive or negative, whether uh, likely to uh, be a candidate for making me uh, do so for the first time. It's interesting that the um, email that came out just before the game for Millwall uh, was headed, ready for anything. Uh, the team weren't. Um, I guess we as fans were. Seen it often enough over the years. Um, spectacular failure. But um, struggling to think of anything quite as bad as what we saw yesterday. Left me very flat and really unsure of where we go from here. Um, Despite our poor form since the international break, 
we'd somehow got into a position where our fate was in our own hands. I wonder whether the uh, that form since the international break might have been something to do with the players mentally questioning whether they're ready for premiership football and whether the capitulation yesterday was something to do with that, something to do with mentality. Um, because it was particularly awful yesterday. Um, if we were to get to the Premiership, a lot of those players wouldn't be good enough. And maybe they know that, whether consciously or subconsciously. Um, a very quick review of the season is that we failed too often in games that we should have won against the bottom teams. Uh, ongoing failure to break teams down when they sit behind the ball. Uh, questionable tactics from Mr Rowett. And the inability to change systems that clearly aren't working and to make changes, meaningful changes, during games, particularly the timing of substitutions, again, yesterday, too late. Um, so I think we're at a crossroads for him, possibly. Other clubs will be in him. I wouldn't be that unhappy to see him go as long as we could make a decent replacement. Um, I think possibly, I mean, we don't know what is in John Berylson's mind. He'll be feeling flat today. And, you know, what's his motivation to continue? What will he do? I think it will be interesting to see what happens in terms of the transfer window. If we don't see early activity, that tells us that as usual, we're not throwing enough money at it and so we're scrambling around at the end trying to get players whose other options have not come to pass or um, and they're, you know, maybe using the wall as a second best option. Um, and just to, to finish up, I think it's good to finish on a high note Obviously, we are still continuing to punch above our weight in terms of the size of the club and the budget available. And I would like to say that this team has got a great togetherness. I think it has for the last couple of seasons, but particularly for this season, and the players working for each other. Nice little examples of that. Um, Brad has... Uh, on a hat-trick the other day, but Zian took the penalty. There was no question about that. So I think that's good. The fans have been magnificent. I've had some brilliant um, away days this year. The QPR, Stoke, first 20 minutes of Stoke is some of the best sort of singing and atmosphere I've ever experienced at Millwall. So that's great. So well done to the fans. And sell outs as well. 
Um, so hopefully that sets us up and that's a positive. So now we can take a break, see what happens in the summer, uh, catch our breath and as usual we go again. Come on your lines. Uh, Nick, it's Matt Richards here, uh, dialing in depressed What um, the morning after. Um, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't dial in or couldn't record anything yesterday. It's just um, it's too raw. I mean, it's raw now, but um, I thought I'd do it anyway. Oh, bloody hell. Um, I mean, I'm not sure what to say, really. It's just... Um, I mean, if you start with the game... I just don't think we we played well at all. Well, it's not an obvious thing to say, but even even at three one at half time, when you think about the first half, we started well. Um, but I think the, the turning point was that goal being disallowed. I think if that had gone in, I think Blackburn heads would have been down two 0 down. They had to win. Um, I haven't seen it back, but I've seen a picture of it, and it looks really really tight. And I think. That was it. After that, we—that was the turning point. They almost got a second wind. They got the second chance. We were kind of like rabbit in headlights, thinking one minute we're two two goals up, next minute we're not. We're still only one, and they just came at us. They just actually came at us, and the, the you know good the good possession side. We were forced back, sat back, whichever way you want to look at it. Really, um, they dominated that second half. Apart from like. The, the two goals we scored. Um, I mean, first of all, they equalised. Again, the player having too much space to get a shot in. Um, one all. You know how we got those two goals when you think about it because we weren't we weren't playing well. It was it was a good break by Burke and you know he humped it forward and we get a lucky header into what more you know good finish. Um, and then after that, it was it was a it was a Poor pass by them, which put Burke away, and then he's he's finished it brilliantly. But that was that was it really. After that, we were hanging on in the first half, and I know you. you can't, this is when you think back. You know, three one, everyone's like, please, but nothing changed in the second half. You know, it's it was one of the golden rules of football is that you know you keep it tight beginning of the second half. But they just came at us again. They had nothing to lose. We we gave them more too much space, and then suddenly. Another shot. Well, no, this this was a free kick on it. But it, but it was, it was then pushing forward. That um, we we fouled on the edge of the D, and then free kick. Okay, so long. Uh, you know, long. I mean, this is it. It's like we've got. We can we can blame players, and you know, at, at the end of the day, players have to take responsibility. Um, but you know, I. Don't know. Long it was, it was it was a decent save, but he's pushed it, and where were the defenders as well? You know, you can easily blame Long, but um, I think defenders had a responsibility there as well. Um, and then as soon as as soon as it goes three two, we we can't we knew the writing's on the wall. Um, and I was right behind the Diaz shot. Um, I've seen it on TV this morning. Looks like a good shot on TV, but behind it, it looked like he just went in the centre of the goal. So I mean, how how long has he managed to avoid it? I mean, he hit it well, but you know, this thing with Long, he, he doesn't make any howlers. I think it's been mentioned on the show. He doesn't make howlers. He's not like a Jordan Archer, but 
he's just he's just think he can do better with virtually every goal which is scored against him. You know, so that's that's why this question marks about long. But anyway, three all and um pushing forward. We never really looked like scoring really. Um I, was, I did think it was strange to take Bradshaw off when, when looking for a goal, but I guess you just had to change things, really. Um, whether it would have made a difference. We weren't creating a lot of chances for, for the likes of Bradshaw anyway. Uh, Tyler has one saved. It, was, it wasn't a strong shot, was it? It was fairly weak, but Tyler did okay. Um, but um, And then they got up the other end. But, I mean, it doesn't really matter, really, because we had to win anyway. So if you lose or, or draw, it wouldn't make any difference. Um, just absolutely gutting, really. Um just so so gutting and I I couldn't stay for the end. I started clapping at the end, think but I just couldn't. I just thought, oh you know, I just want to get home really. Um what do we say? It's just we just cocked it up really. Um you know, how many how many chances did we need to kind of get in the playoffs? And um each each time we had the opportunity we just kind of threw it away and then we just the biggest opportunity at all we still had a chance in, in the last game of the season and then we throw it up from being 3-1 up and we have, we've, you know, what can you say? We're just not being good enough, just not good enough at all. I think some of stems back to the January window, the squad at the start of the season, you know, in January window, we just haven't got, I don't think anyway, I don't think, you can blame the formations, blame the manager, tinkering the substitutions and stuff like that. But it comes down to it, the players just aren't, good enough you know I'm not saying that they haven't tried hard I think I have and they've done really well to get to where they have but but when you think about our, our, the players the top three players of the season you know Saville you know I love him I love George Saville but you know a lot of a lot of these goals that have been scored from outside the the area are where him or Billy Mitch should be closing down and and they're not you know I'm not saying they're not trying but they're just not getting there um you know, it's a Bradshaw. Bradshaw yesterday, you know, I think there was a point where I think it's free all and he gets the ball in the middle of the pitch and he could have played a simple ball into Fleming and he and he can't play it and it gets blocked by their 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 midfielder, you know, it's and, and then Fleming. You know, Fleming, you know, he's um he had a couple of chances yesterday and he scuffs his shot and you know, so these are our best players. these are our best players, that's what I'm saying. These are our best players. Um we think they've had really good seasons. Yeah, they just haven't got that extra ten percent, fifteen percent of quality, whether it was in the mind or the actual ability to to do what we need to do to to make us a top six side. That's just that's just the facts of it, really. Um, so we need we we do need more investment. We need a stronger squad. Um, you know, I'm sorry that will be played out over over uh, over the few months. Really, it has been a good season. We know it's been a good season. It's just the fact that where we were be where we've been. That's what makes it more gutting. I've never known a season like this. It's not like Millwall to be front runners or have a chance of. It's just not like us. It's it, it, you know we're usually trying to play catch up, um, but this feels really different and it's it's a weird one because we've had six seasons now in the championship and we've had strong finishes in five of those. You know, and the expectations go up. That's what sports about, and that's what you know being Millwall fans about. Even though we know over our history we're doing incredibly well. You still want more, don't you? You still want more, and it's um, it'd be interesting to see what happens over the summer. Will Rowett be there? Will he get offers from elsewhere? Um, don't know. You know, who would we get in to replace him? But how much investment will we get? Will Berrison be around forever? 
you know, it's it's a pivotal time, really. Every end of season is, but this one feels even more so after the kind of... It is a crushing disappointment. It's an absolute crushing disappointment. And that does different things to different people, doesn't it? So, um, I don't know. I don't know. We need lots of different players. I think we need definitely need a keeper, left-back, right-back, central defence. We, we need the, the core of the team across the team and obviously a striker to support Bradshaw because he can't be expected to do it on his own. So anyway, it's just, um, that's it really. Um, difficult to know what to say. Um, it's just uh, joys of being a, being a Mill supporter really. Um, we'll be back there next year um, and um, we'll see what happens. But yeah. Okay, Nick, come on you Lions. So there we go. Huge thank you to all the boys for those messages. Um, normally, listeners, I'll have a quick rummage through the world of social media. But um, in all honesty with you, um, I don't have much energy left for reviewing the same comments over and over again. Um, I don't have anything new to add to everything that was said yesterday and in the recording with Neil and, and, and H last night. Um and what the boys have said in the voicemails, you know it, I know it, the, the flaws in the squad are clear to be seen. Um, and the world of social media can be quite a poisonous, toxic place. And I'm not sure I've quite got it in me to go through that this morning. Um, I just want to say a few thank yous, really, listeners. Um, it's been a very strange season. Been good at times, awful at times. And been brilliant at times and been disastrous at times, at e.g. yesterday. But... Um, here we are still at the end of the 22-23 season. We actually finished 8th in the table, which, um, as hard as it is to accept, is one of the better Millwall finishes in historical terms. Not that's much comfort to anybody. I do appreciate. Um, but there it is. Um, big things to take out of this season. Um, we'll see what the summertime brings. I don't know. Um, changes at the, in the in the structure of the club, the management, I don't know squad changes almost certainly um, one thing is for sure certain that that is Millwall itself our club endures onwards um, I've said it on a previous shows I'll say it again to you I encourage all of the listeners to this show to join the Lions Trust the Lions Trust is a shareholder fundamentally in the club but it more importantly represents a framework by which um, if it ever came to pass, a rescue or, um, you know, an AFC or a Phoenix what a club, whatever you want to call it, could be built around in the future. It's really, really important that we have this. And it's also really important we hope we never need to use it because that's not a, you know, recipe for um, good times. It's a recipe for survival. But it's it's important that you have it. Other clubs have fallen upon such um, supporters' trust-based clubs. Thinking of Wimbledon, I'm thinking of uh, well Barry at the moment is an ongoing story. Uh, even Pompey, Portsmouth, and uh, and Brentford at one point, um, as high as they've they've flown, um, but at one point they were in in the depths. So you know it's important that we have that because more than anything else, more than you know the individual outcomes of any season, as disappointed as we all feel, and I feel pretty uh, low energy this morning, listeners. I'll, I'll be upfront with you. But, you know, tomorrow does come, um, come August, we'll all be back in our seats, ready for it all to go again, as hard as that is to visualise at the moment. I'm personally looking forward to um, a few months of not, you know, living and dying on Millwall's doings and not doing um, too many 
podcasts. I might do one or two, but there won't be as many nearly as we've been doing. I do want to say a few thank yous um, before I close this this um, extra show. I want to say thank you to all of the chaps that help contribute to the show. Um, I've got a really wide range of views and opinions. I, I like that. Um, I don't want it to be you know one uh, opinion stream or another. Really, I, I like to hear all sides, and um, you know I will seriously um, consider any opinion if if it comes my way. So I want to say thank you, obviously, to Harry, um, regular on the show. Love Harry to bits. He's always got, um, you know, where's his heart on his sleeve, H? And that's a very Millwall uh, trait, and I, I, I enjoy Harry's contributions for that. Um, Michael Avery, done a lot of the non-league stuff. I've enjoyed doing that, actually. But Michael's a regular at the Den. He puts a lot into his local clubs, non-league clubs, refereeing, um, and increasingly um, Irith Town, his local side. And I've got a lot of time for Michael Avery, so big thank you to Michael. Neil Fissler, um, love Neil. Um, he, he's some some he's a Marmite character, Neil, isn't he? And um, you know, as I, I personally love a bit of Marmite, <laughs> so, um, I know that you know, like any good opinion based show, you're not going to agree with everybody. Um, but I personally enjoy Neil's views and opinions, and. He knows his history, and that's um, Mill history and football history more widely. So um, he's a, I think he's been a real asset for the show. Um, so a big thank you to Neil Fissler. Um, I want to say thank you to the other boys, uh, occasional contributors, Graham Payne. Um, so caught up with Aaron yesterday. He's doing very well now in the BBC. And I think he was on ITV at one point. I don't know if he's still doing that uh, goal show on ITV. I want to say thank you to Mike Hayden. Ryan Loftus, um, and I wish John Rankin well. Um, I know that uh, John's been a bit under the weather recently, and I'm going to send uh, my, and I'm sure everyone listening to the show, their best wishes to to you, John. Um, Jim Hackett, some great contributions from Jim. He knows his stuff, Jim. Man of mystery, international man of mystery, Jim Hackett. Um, I always look forward to Jim's contributions because they're in-depth and they're knowledgeable. And... Um, that's, I suppose that's that's how I like the show to be, listeners. We do our own thing on this show, don't we? Um, big thank you to Matt Richards. Um, another another interesting character, Matt. Knows his music, Matt. He's an interesting guy, Matt. So um, big thank you to Matt for uh, his, his contributions over the season. Um, the man himself, Bill Slack. You get, you're getting a cult following, Bill, out there. A cult following. That's a cult with an L, mate. Not uh, any other spelling. You might go for your head, but I always love hearing from Bill. Um, and his contributions are um, unique. Unique. Um, Angelo. Angelo Miliotto. Um, wonderful, wonderful contributor. Um, again, another chap knows his football, so I always look forward to Angelo's uh, input. And finally, I just want to say a big thank you to Ben Anthony. He was on the show the other day. Another regular um, voicemail contributor. Um, and you know this, this, these are the these are the lifeblood of, of any podcast. It, there's only so far you can take a show when it's just you um, speaking to a, a screen and with your microphone. You do need the input of others. So I really, really do appreciate that. I hope I've included everybody. If I've missed anyone out, I apologise. I've I'm still not one hundred percent with it after yesterday's. Um, Fraught, fraught, emotional roller coaster. Um, so if I've missed anyone out, I apologise to you. Um, 
I'll make it up to to you with um, a money back guarantee of some sort on the podcast. Um, I also want to say thank you to the various listed line guests we've had over the season. I enjoyed doing those listed line shows. Um, if you want to become a, a mill listed lion, come on our show. It's the, it's the original and the best. Um, and I've looked forward to um, each and every one of them, and hopefully we'll get a few more next season. Not for a while, though. Not for a while. Don't tr- don't trouble me for a while. Maybe after August. Trouble me then. Um, finally, finally, um, big thank you to the work of the Lions Food Hub. I personally think that these food hubs, I know they draw comment from all, all directions. I love what the, the Lions Food Hub does. Um, Kelly is a one of life's givers. Uh, she runs it and it's part of the wonderful Mill Community Trust. does so much for the locality of SE16 and it really represents our, our club in the right way. Um, so big, big shout out to, to Kelly and the Lions Food Hub. Um, and finally, best of all, thank you to you. Whoever's listening to this show, you right there behind your headphones with your car speakers on, however you choose to listen to this show, I really appreciate it. Um, we, we do this um, from a from a position of love, I suppose. So um, without listeners, we wouldn't generate any money. We can't do the things we like to do to help the, the food hub. So without your listen, um, a lot of things don't happen. So I just want to say I really appreciate everything you've put in to the show by listening to it. That's a funny, cock-handed way, but I think I'm running out of energy now, listeners. So, um, yeah, there we are. Big thank you. That's the 22-23 season. Didn't end how we thought it might end. Some might have thought it did end the way they thought it would end. Um, but we come back again in August, don't we? Because that's the what we do. Come on, you lions. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.